Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is October 3rd, it's 2019, and we're here to talk NFL Week 5. I cannot believe it's Week 5 already. Season is flying by, and um, I have a. it's been a long time since we've worked together on the podcast. We've done some Grinders live shows, um, we've done XM, well I've done XM with you from various locations, but... Uh, Eric Crane. Crane, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, buddy? It's good to see. It's good to see that beautiful dad life face. Like, how are, how are you surviving? Like, it's because I, you know, my kid's, uh, what, almost 16 months now. So the whole first few weeks seems like a distant memory. I don't have a lot of memory of it, but I know it's rough. So how are you surviving? So <laughs> I thought the second one was going to be so much easier than the first one. And the second one has been so much harder than the first one. Is it because um, it's because you're older or is it because like the kid just is, it's a tougher baby. It's because my wife wanted to breastfeed instead of formula feed where my ex did not. So I am fully supportive of my wife's decision, but uh, it's just hard because she has to wake up every, every three hours and feed mm-hmm. for the first two weeks. And, it's been one of those, like you said it, the first two weeks, man, it's, it's rough. We're on, the, we're on that second week getting through it. Um, I had a lot of videos to shoot today, so I use those little like eye bag things, so you can't see the bags under my eyes right now. Wait, what are so, eye bag things? I don't know what those the, are. Man, my wife gets these like, um, I forget what it's called. It's like a Fit Fab Fun or something, and they like send stuff, and like they're these little like gold things that go under your eyes and help with the bags under your eyes, so I, I, I did those earlier today. So you have eye bling? No, like it. Well, gold things. Like, 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 they're not like actual gold. It's just to help like, with the bags under your eyes. Okay, this is. It sounds like it's like the next level of golden teeth or something. Like I can get. No, 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 no. It's just a. It's to help not show how tired I really am um, when I'm shooting videos for work. So <laughs> that's that's. So if you guys your part, you know that's why I prefer doing XM because nobody has to see me at that point. Oh, we all love seeing that beautiful face. Um, <laughs> if you guys haven't already. Head on over to the rake-free DFS site. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Um, once you make your first deposit and start playing over there, you'll get access to all kinds of cool stuff um, here with premium for Fantasy Draft. They have a $500,000 Hooters main event, $28 buy-in, rake-free tournament this weekend. Again, I say it every day. When we're talking about fantasy draft, take advantage of this. You can save a ton of money compared to other sites. Uh, if you're trying to build a bankroll, there's plenty of ways to do it over on fantasy draft. They have tournaments for everybody. They have cash games for everybody. Anything that you're trying to play, make sure you're checking out fantasy draft. Um, I, I said it the other day. I've saved over a thousand dollars this week, this month alone, this month, over a thousand dollars in rake. So um, take advantage of it. $50 membership. Get you $10,000 in play. I'm barely going to get to that $10,000 mark uh, on my $50 return, and I, I well made that $50 back. So check out Fantasy Draft. They're awesome sponsors of the podcast. Appreciate them uh, being a, aboard the podcast sponsorship for such a long time now. So really love what they're doing over there with Rake Free DFS. And if you're trying to build a bankroll, it's, it's not even what, – what else is crazy about them is their tournaments are overlaying. 
so on top of being rake free, you're getting actual real overlay as well. So check them out. Let's get started here with the showdown game. And um, it's actually one of those Thursday night football games you're, like you're excited about a little bit going into. Finally have one. But like, is it gonna be that? Is it gonna be like super disappointing because we're excited for it? So, we got the Rams and the Seahawks. It's a forty-nine and a half total. Seattle's favored by one and a half here. We're talking DraftKings showdown, one-game slates. Start with the Rams. Um, who do you like here when it comes to LA? You know, I think you have to like Cooper Cup, and it's weird because I feel like I was just wrong on Cooper Cup all offseason. I have almost no shares in best ball, but. Very clearly the guy is healthy, and very clearly Jared Goff trusts him. And, you know, however you feel about Jared Goff is another thing. But <sighs> Cooper Cup's got to be the guy here, you know. Robert Woods looked good last week, but that was really the first week that he's done anything. Brandon Cooks, of course he's hit or miss every week. And, of course, you can play him on any slate. But, I mean, Cooper Cup's the guy I feel the best about. Gurley, though, you know, he's starting to voice some frustration with his role. Only five carries last week. I don't know what to do with Gurley at this point. And on main slates, when Rams are on a main slate, I've just been fading him and I've been happy about it. Showdowns, obviously, you can't just, you know, cut him out of the picture. What do you think about Gurley? Um, I think this is a week where he's interesting on DraftKings. If I was playing on FanDuel, not as much. Um, because they showed last week, like, they're going to get him involved in the passing games on, on, on times that they're down. Like, 11 targets last week, like, I don't care about his running role. If he's going to get seven catches a game, like that instantly like bumps him way up. And when we're looking at the pricing on this slate, like we're getting a nice discount from some of these top end options to Gurley. So I like Gurley. I don't love him. I love Robert Woods. I love Cooper Cup. Um, You talked about, you know, both of those guys. Brandon Cooks would be a guy that I mix in, but I love the other two. Um, when we're looking at this team, they're throwing the fourth most in the NFL to start the season. Um, you know, Goff is averaging 43 attempts a game. Again, a lot of that was last week throwing the ball 68 times. But, uh, but like, this is Seattle team that can put up points. The defenses aren't great. Like, LA's defense is good. It's a short week. The Seattle defense, not great. Um, so, I, I like – it's a showdown slate. I always like the quarterbacks, but Cup, yeah. I really like Robert Woods' price. Um, he's a guy that I'll be way overweight on just because of his price. And then going over to the Seattle side of things, like I played Disley last week. I was overweight on him. This seems like the perfect fade spot. He crushed it for everybody. He scored three of the first four weeks. He's going up a de- against a defense that is very good against tight ends. This seems like the fade Disley spot, not Arizona last week. Yeah, and how is – I mean, look, I know Will Disley's been good. How is he only 300 bucks less than Brandon Cooks? That should not be a real thing. Like, if you're paying 11 4 for Disley and not playing Cooks in this spot, you're just nuts. I would much rather play a guy like DK Metcalf. You know, Tyler Lockett, of course, is fine. I'm going to be playing – you got to have play Metcalf. He's one of those guys that you just have to have exposure to. A lot of big play upside. He's only running seam routes, which is a little bit weird in the NFL. But that's just what he's doing. That's what he succeeded at in college. That's what he's succeeding at in the NFL. I like Metcalf. And, of course, I like Chris Carson. You know, I know that Rashard Penny's likely going to be back. But Carson, look, squeaky, you know, he did fine last week holding on to the ball. I don't think this is a real issue. I think this is – his fumbling issues have been more variance than anything else. So, I'm going to stick with Chris Carson here. I think his issue is the media. Like, I, I don't think there's really an issue with Chris Carson. Um Russ Wilson loves this guy. 
Pete loves this guy. Um, like Carson's fine, but I love DK. He's one of my favorite plays. Like if I'm not thinking Disley is going to score here and continue his 75% scoring rate, I'm, I'm thinking DK with his size is going to be the guy that gets the touchdowns and DK Metcalf being cheaper. I love DK Metcalf here. Um, the, the prize fix video will come out, you know, today if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday and like I'm very very high on DK Metcalf on there as well so um Wilson's fine you know the captain spot's really interesting I think there's a bunch of different ways you can go captain spot um you can go Carson you can go cup I think cup is really interesting in the captain spot um or you can go and you're thinking a two touchdown game for DK Metcalf and play him in the captain and fit everything everybody yeah I think it's I think that's a really interesting way to go is to throw Metcalf in the cap and then you just get to play everybody. Are we playing the defenses here? Because it feels like – I don't think Jared Goff's good. I, I just want to point that out. Like, I know that he was Super Bowl quarterback last year. I knew he threw for 500 yards last week. If you watch him, just, just sit back and watch Jared Goff for a game. The dude's not good. The dude is inaccurate. The dude has an imagination of a lamp. Like, he just is what he is. and. That's not a very good quarterback. He's not all that accurate. He's just not somebody I want to play. So I'm actually interested in the Seattle defense here. I don't think I'll play defenses in this one. Or I'll play – like, it depends on how many teams I make. Like, if I end up making more than, like, five teams, I'll get exposure to defenses at, like, a, a 15 to 25% clip. But, like, it, on a three-entry max build, I probably don't play defenses here. But I understand what you're saying. Jared Goff a lot better at home than on the road. It's very proven now. Uh, we have plenty of data. So I don't hate that. Um, let's move on to the main slate here. We get started with the game that has the highest total. And for as long as I can remember, and I know you do a lot with uh, sports betting talk and stuff like that, but as long as I can remember, like a game that has the highest total doesn't seem to be a game that a lot of people are talking about DFS wise. And I think it's kind of interesting. So Atlanta at Houston, 49 total Houston favored by five, uh, Atlanta Falcons, very disappointing start to the season. I think is the easiest way to put it. Um, what do you like here for the Falcons? I like this whole game. This is, and I know it's the highest total. It's almost the highest total by default. We don't have any totals over 50 this week on the main slate, obviously, except for on fantasy draft where we're going to have the Colts and the Chiefs, which we'll get to later. But to me, this game just screams pass, pass, pass. We know the Houston Texans aren't going to be able to run the ball. That is for damn sure. We know Devontae Freeman is straight up washed at this point. And Houston Texans, Texans are a pass funnel. You have two teams that do like to pass the ball. Matt Ryan, he's going to have Julio Jones. I feel like this could be a huge Calvin Ridley spot. If you want to play Austin Hooper, I get it. He's cheap. I'm still going to, you know, like we talked about with Will Disley. I, don't, I believe the touchdown regression is coming. And then on the other side, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Kiki Cutie is likely to see a big role, and he's only 3.4K. Fuller, 4.5K. Like, all these guys are phenomenal plays to me. And honestly, at first glance, you know, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. Things can always change. But at first glance, this is, by a mile, my favorite game stack. I love it. Like, you look at projected ownerships, it's early in the week. But a lot of the projected ownerships, it's like, why isn't this game getting more love? Um, Like, I'm seriously considering playing Matt Ryan in cash games over on Fantasy Draft 11K. Like, I think that who's going to stop Julio in the secondary and like Ridley as well. Like there's just nobody that matches up well here. They're allowing a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. This is a spot that it's a get right Matt Ryan spot in my opinion, hopefully. 
I think he might be. I think he might be washed too, for what it's worth. But I'm still going to play him in fantasy. <laughs> we have to. You have to take advantage yeah. of the matchup. Um, and the price. The Houston side. You talked about Hopkins. Love Will Fuller. Love uh, Kiki Cote here. If Stills doesn't play, um, <laughs> waiting on that news. But um, it seems like a week that I'm not playing the running backs in this game. Um, I feel very confident not playing the running backs here. But um, loading up on the passing game on both sides, like. No reason not to continue to play DeAndre Hopkins, who has almost a 30% target share. This is a game, if I'm expecting scoring, almost four touchdown total for Houston. You have to have the best pieces, and Hopkins and Watson are the guys you have to look at. Yeah, I think if you're able to spend up, if we find value later on in the week, Watson to Hopkins is my favorite quarterback to wide receiver stack. And you look at DeAndre Hopkins' last three weeks, eight points, 12 points, nine points. That is not who he is. He has some big-time Big time positive regression coming. And look, if you can make Watson, Hopkins, and Julio on the other side work, well done. It's tough to do. I'm hoping we get a little bit of running back news later in the week that can help us do that. But yeah, I like I like all these pieces. I, I genuinely feel that if I multi-enter this week, and I never know what I'm gonna do till Sunday morning, it's just kind of I wake up and see how I feel. But if I multi-enter this week, I am very likely to have one to two of these receivers from each team on every team I build. Yeah, and you'd love taking stands like that. So, you know, that, that's something that you talk about a lot. You've talked about a lot in the past. Uh, moving on, Minnesota at New York. Got the Giants and the Vikings here. 45 total, Minnesota favored by five and a half. Probably the most talked about team in the media this week is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and then Diggs missed practice for undisclosed reasons um, on Wednesday. Pissed? Is he just like one out? Is that what's going on with him? That's what I've heard. I, you you would think so. Like, I would be pissed. Like, the, the it's not even the talent of this offense. It's the coaching. It, it's just so bad. Like That's how they want to run. I mean, and look, if they yeah. – <laughs> that's how this – you know, they brought in Gary Kubiak in the offseason. Their entire co- – and that's one of the reasons those of us who were doing a lot of best ball in the offseason, we kept saying we're very high on Dalvin Cook. Very high on him. I didn't think he was going to be a top three running back, but it's not necessarily surprising when you consider that all this team wants to do is run and Dalvin Cook's the guy. And we saw last week, and I, and I know that we're kind of, you know, you were talking about the passing game, but we saw last week with Dalvin Cook, even in a game where he was bottled up a lot of the time against Chicago, that he can still get there. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He's 8.4K, and I think he's probably, I mean, he, not probably, he is one of the top, two or three options on the slate, and you can easily make a case for him to be the top overall option at the running back position. But I'm off the passing game. I, I want to say that because I know that Diggs missed practice, and look, I expect Diggs to play. Like, don't be that guy, Stephon Diggs. But I have not played the passing game at all. I haven't rostered Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen or Kirk Cousins on a single team this year. I am going to continue to do that because I look at the situation and I just say, they're not going to air the ball out. And you know what? If it happens, it's going to be out of necessity, and that ain't going to be against the Giants. So, to me, it's Dalvin and move on. Love Dalvin Cook this week. I'm right there with you. I probably will have exposure to the passing game here because I'm dumb. Um, but you look at the Giants. They're, they're just a terrible pass defense. And, like, if there was ever a week to just be like, all right, we're going to show that we can do it. This yes. Is the week for the I will time. say that's, that is absolutely true. So like if you're playing that, but like Dalvin cooks the play, like don't, don't overlook that just because you're thinking like they might do something. The facts are the facts. Dalvin cook is going to get 20 plus touches in this game against a terrible giants defense. Don't, don't be that guy not to play Dalvin cook. Here. Don't get cute. 
Yeah. Play Dalvin Cook. Um, money. As far as the Giants side of things, Daniel Jones has looked really good. Um, and by looked really good, he's, he's definitely looked way better than Eli. We, we don't know what's going to happen with Barkley. Like, we thought he was going to be out for a long time, and then all of a sudden, like, he potentially could play this weekend. So. Yeah, I, I would be stunned if they brought him back, but Pat Shermer refused to rule him, rule him out, which I, I saw that this morning, and I go, like, first off, Saquon Barkley's an alien. Like, this is not a human being. And second of all, holy shit, because can we say holy shit on the show? Sure. Wait, okay. Just make we're, sure. we're, we're a little family friendly here, but. Yeah. Oh, well, holy poo. And I'm just going to say that Saquon like, becomes available this week or next when they were talking about him potentially not coming back till after the bye week, which I think is week 11 or 12. Like, bravo, Saquon. You are an absolute stud. Um, but yeah, that said, this week, I don't think he's going to play. And I honestly, I don't think I'll have a single giant on the team other than on FanDuel with Golden Tate, where he's minimum price because FanDuel hates, you know, updating pricing yeah i'll play tate multiple sites i think but yeah fanduel i think he is very much in play but like i I think he's a guy that's in line to see pretty good amount of targets and where you want to attack minnesota's in the slot we think that golden tate's going to play the slot we we kind of hope that so alexander is not very good slot corner he's a guy that we pick on a lot so i i like golden tate just in general here i faded wait i didn't fade him i played very little wayne gallman last week I'll probably do the same here this week. Um, I want none, nothing. Yeah, it's just I got to make back my money from last week, and I feel like this (laughs) is a great spot to do it. But I always think Evan Ingram is in play too. We don't have Travis Kelsey on the main slate on most sites this week. Um, Fantasy draft different. You can play him on the main slate. So I I think that you're always looking for high end tight ends, and like he's a guy that you can play. He's pretty matchup proof in my opinion. And you know the weird thing about the Giants, they went from two weeks ago being a team where we said, well, of course, Evan Ingram's going to get 20 targets a game. They have nobody else. And now all of a sudden Sterling Shepard's back. Golden Tate is back. Wayne Gallman is seeing work in the passing game. And Evan Ingram, of course, is there. All of a sudden there are a lot of mouths to feed in this crap offense. And I fully understand wanting to play a guy like Tate or Shepard or Ingram. You know, you talked about Minnesota struggling in the slot. That's where Shepard, Tate, and Ingram all succeed. So I'm going to be curious to see what they do here. You know, does Golden Tate being back, does that take away from Evan Ingram's slot usage? Maybe. We hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Tate, you sure do. If you're playing Ingram, you sure as hell hope it doesn't. But this, to me, just feels like one of those games where, look, the Giants looked good last week against Washington. Everybody's, you know, singing the praises of Daniel Jones. This feels one of – like one of these kind of correction weeks where the Giants just get the crap beat out of them. Um, maybe I'm wrong here, but I like Minnesota. I like, I mean, I like Minnesota minus five and a half a lot. I think this is one of those like 24 to three games where Minnesota just kicks the crap out of them. Dalvin Cook, Minnesota defense, very much in play combo this week. Um, I was going to say that when we were talking about them a minute ago, but uh, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, 44 total. Baltimore favored by three and a half in this game. Lamar Jackson's been awesome. He's been a great fantasy quarterback all all year. And um, I really don't expect it to stop. Um, I think he's always a guy that you're looking at paying up for. I think on fantasy draft, it's a little different because you can play Patrick Mahomes compared to draft games yeah. and Fandle. Um, I like Lamar Jackson. I really like Mark Ingram. I think Hollywood Brown – bounce back is very much in play and then even though the numbers say that 
Pittsburgh's been good against tight ends this year. They're really not. They're a team that's struggled against tight ends for a long time. So I, I, I want to say, what, like, kind of echoing what you just said, too, we're four weeks into the season. Right. I, wa- I want to make sure we caution everybody against saying, well, this team is good or bad against tight ends. This shit isn't going to normalize for a few weeks. Like, so do not fall into that trap. You know, there was a lot of stats that midseason I start looking at, you know, how a team does against the deep ball, how they do that right now. I swear to you, I don't even open the page because, you know, you open one of those pages and then suddenly you get, get swayed a little bit. And next thing you know, you're doing something stupid. So I don't even look at these pages right now. No, Mark Andrews, of course, he's a fine play. I'm with you, by the way. I know you mentioned Marquise Brown. Last week, he was what, like 20% owned? On FanDuel, he was cheap and he was something like 28% owned. I'm seeing projected ownership, even though his price came down at 3% right now. You've everybody. Recency bias, Joe Great. Hayden, Steven Great. Nelson. Let all these people get bias on him. That's fine with me. Great. I, I love it because, in, you know, comparing him with Lamar Jackson, of course, is a great play. Lamar Jackson, two games over 30 on DK. His worst game is 21. The floor is high. The ceiling is obviously high. And <sighs> Pittsburgh sucks. Like, that team's just not good. You know, the, I, I know – you know, they just grabbed Minka Fitzpatrick, which I'm I'm sure as a Dolphins fan is breaking your heart. But I I'm not mean, mad what the Dolphins are doing. I like what they're doing. Really? I do. I like All what right. they're doing. All right. If they if done the right way, I like what they're doing. Because Josh Rosen sucks too. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, Josh Rosen is boy, I, I thought he was gonna be so good coming out of college. I just I honestly I just need Minshew to keep playing well and the Dolphins to get foals in the offseason. That's all I need. How brutal is it for Nick Foles? Like, the dude just can't hold on to a job. He wins a Super Bowl, gets traded away, and now then he gets hurt, and he's going to get, you know, his job overtaken by a dude with a mustache. Like, Minshew <laughs> goat, man. I love I, no, no, I love Minshew. Like, <laughs> I, Keep I, playing well. Send Foles to Miami. I'll gladly – open arms. I'll buy a Foles jersey. Tomorrow. If you're Nick Foles, do you want to go to Miami? Depending on what they do in the draft, sure. They're like Miami's like three years away from being three years away. I'm not sure if Nick Foles wants to deal. Miami's with been three years away for three years, so who knows? But um, <laughs> all right, we got sidetracked a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers side of things. Um, one thing the that they're they're not they're not good. Like they no. the offensive line looks they're they're struggling. Juju has been. I, I don't care what his target share is. He's just not a part of this offense right now. Like, I feel like if you're playing the Steelers, you're probably looking at the running backs in PPR formats just because, like, easy – if they keep running this little wildcat, every time they do that little shovel pass forward, that's that's a point. I'm going to say, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm going to be watching news closely. And James Conner, we're recording this on Wednesday. He did not practice today. And if he were to miss this game, <laughs> I literally might click the lock button on Jalen Samuels. I mean, he's 4.1K over on DK. He's min-price. I mean, he's just he's cheap everywhere, of course. Obviously, coming off the big game on Monday Night Football. I don't see a way, if Connor misses here, that you can reasonably fade Jalen Samuels. Baltimore, look, they're – you know, I know I just, you know, talked about being careful with sample sizes, but here, just take a listen. And I took – Reeves pointed this out to me on the pick six when we recorded earlier. This is who Baltimore is facing the running game, okay? Miami, that's a free square. Arizona, they don't run the ball. Kansas City, their running backs ran wild. And then Cleveland last week, 
Nick Chubb broke the slate at about half, one, you know, half a percent ownership. This Baltimore Ravens defense, maybe they're good against the run, but they haven't shown it yet. And if you give me a guy like Samuels who should touch the ball 20 times if Connor is out and at 4.1K, like I, I don't know how to fade that, Stevie. I wouldn't. This is not a Wayne Gallman situation, in my opinion. This is different to me. Like, I think Samuels is a really good running back. Samuels is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, I, I would be – I'm right there with you. I'm not as crazy as lock button, but there's a good chance I'd play, like, 75% Jalen Samuels yeah. here. So, And I, I want to say, too, I know you're kind of dogging on Juju. I have – I think you can go back to Juju here. Like this is sure. this it's another positive regression candidate. The target shares there, Baltimore, without Jimmy Smith historically has been really bad against the pass on the outside. I think Deontay Johnson is a fine tournament punt too at four point four K. Um Deontay Johnson has looked good since moving into the starting lineup. And look, they very clearly hate James Washington because everybody thought that it was going to be the James Washington show. He's barely doing anything. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson, he's started in two games, and he's averaged 14 DK points in those two games, and he's 4.4K. I mean, that's I'm fine with that at that price tag. And, again, I'm not sure why people don't want to play uh, Deontay Johnson. I don't get it. Yeah, six targets in each of the first two games of him starting. Um, listen, I'm dogging Juju. Juju's one of my favorite players in the NFL, just in general. Like, I love Juju. If there's a spot to play Juju, it's against Baltimore. Like, if they win this game, they're right back in the division. Like, it's crazy. But this game's in Pittsburgh. I don't hate Juju here. I love Samuels if Connor's out. I love the Deontay Johnson call. Um, really high on him um, on the showdown slate the other night. So, um, moving on here, we got the Jacksonville Jags and the Carolina Panthers. It's a 41 total. Carolina is favored by three and a half in this game. And, um, this one's kind of interesting. I think this really? is a game that if sports betting was legal in Florida, I would be betting the over. And, um, I like Jacksonville here. I, I don't, I don't, I like the fact that they're dogs and they're not going to get a tone in ownership. Like we're, st- we're seeing Fournette get targets. We're seeing Minshew play well, like, Leonard Fournette, knock on wood, has played 95% of the snaps to start the season. Like Over under week seven and a half before he gets injured. Under. I always think he's always a, a candidate. I do, hurt, too. Like, I do, too. Like, But you have to play the volume right now until he gets hurt. Like, you don't have to do anything, but, like, you have to respect what he's doing right now. Yeah, and, you know, he's coming off a 200-yard performance at Denver, which is obviously a – Big time accomplishment. Um, I don't think I'm going to play anybody in this game other than McCaffrey. Like the Jacks, the Jacksonville side, like Fournette, yeah, six point four is that's a reasonable price tag. But I can pay a thousand more and get David Johnson. I'm fine with that. D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Shark's going to see a lot of James Bradbury. I have no one. D.J. Shark's been a nice story. He cannot. He's not going to be scoring on James Bradbury. I don't. I kind of think this is just. You know, this is kind of like that other game, that Minnesota Giants game I was talking about, where I just don't have a lot of interest. I'm, other than McCaffrey, I don't think – I don't really like the Carolina side either. This is I, I really like this week, and I just want to say this, because there are a number of games I think we can cross off or just play one guy from and be done with it. And I love weeks like that, because the more people I can cross off, the better I'm going to feel about my teams, because 
I'm not going to have feel like I have to play 50 guys. That's why I hated last week's slate. I thought I, I had 50 guys in my player pool. So what do I do? I built one lineup because I don't want to deal with that because I know I'm not going to win 50 guys. This week, it's the exact opposite. And I like weeks like this. And this is just one of those games. I McCaffrey. I think we're going to cross off. Yeah. Um, love the takes. That's why we get two different opinions. I love D.D. Westbrook this week. I like Fournette. You mentioned DJ Chark. Um, I've been very high on him. I think he's very talented. Um, but this is a veteran corner that's going to yeah. eat him alive. So I think DD in the slot here, really going to open things up. And Fournette, it's just a volume play. And then you talked about Christian McCaffrey on the other side. Like, there's nobody at running back that's safer than Christian McCaffrey right now. Outside you of just, every week, every yeah. week you got a plan. Outside of him just getting hurt, like. The dude had 27 carries last week, and he had 24 the first week Allen started. So it's just a different offense without Cam back there. This offense looks way better without Cam Newton back there. I don't know if Cam's hurt. I'm not a huge Cam Newton guy. Um, It's hurt and not very good. That's not a good combination. So I like Christian McCaffrey every week. I don't know about the passing game. Like, obviously, if you want to take some shots, like I'm betting the over in this game. So, like, I like this game more than most people. Yeah. I think I would take the shot here with like a DJ Moore if we get news that Ramsey's not going to play. Bouye does not shadow and Hayden is good in the slot. So like DJ Moore would have the matchup advantage on paper. So I will say, I, I forgot to mention one other guy that I, that I will play. Uh, Greg Olson's 4K. And, yeah, he's really, really cheap. Yeah. You can say what you want about how old he is or how injured he always is or whatever. Greg Olson at 4K when he has 25-point upside is somebody you have to consider in tournaments. Yeah, and, he, like, Allen, Allen's been targeting him. Like, there's no reason not to look at him here. You know, he only had four targets last week, but he had seven the first week with Allen. So, um, I like that call. He was a guy that I had written down. Uh, speaking of crossing games off, Buffalo Bills at Tennessee Titans, 38-and-a-half total here. Um, I think – pretty sure this is the lowest total on the slate. Obviously, it sounds like Josh Allen's going to play. Um, is there anything really standing out to you here for Buffalo? Fading him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I will say this. I love playing John Brown because I feel like he has those that upside of two touchdown big every, games. Every week, but I don't think this is the week. I'm going to load up on the Titans defense here. I think both defenses are in play. Yes. Like, I, I think both defenses are in play. Wait, are you saying that Marcus Mariota is not going to throw three touchdowns again? Hey, listen, um, I'm not saying anything. It's football. Anything can happen. But, like, I I would bet against it um, if I had to put money on it. So, yeah, like, A.J. Brown had a big week last week. I'll let recency bias play him. Um, You know, he still only played 44% of the snaps last week. He had three targets. Like, good for him. Good, good game. Okay? Play him, please. The problem is, and and I hate being devil's advocate here, but – Wide receiver twos against Buffalo is absolutely a thing. They have a Tredavious White on one side. They have, you know, a can of trash on the other side. And, like, I, I don't want to like A.J. Brown. I wish he had done nothing last week because that would be – this would be the kind of guy I'd be like, he's going to be 1% owned, and I'm going to have 10% and hope it works out. This is a good matchup for A.J. Brown. I also hope we see some rain in the forecast. I hope it storms like crazy and the winds are a million miles an hour so I don't have to consider him because I don't want to play – I don't know. How popular can A.J. Brown actually be? I don't think he's more than 5%. Yeah, I, so, I think um, Sharp is supposed to be back. So, like, the, you know, he didn't play any snaps last week, or I think I'm pretty sure. Boy, um, Tajay Sharp stinks too. 
No, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but yeah. he's ahead of him on the depth chart. Maybe A.J. Brown earns some spot. But I think if you're playing the second wide receiver, I think it's Adam Humphreys. I think he's quickly becoming the, the number two guy on this offense. Okay. I'm not I'm not playing Adam Humphreys. Like, no, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play Adam Humphreys, but – yeah. Adam Humphreys. You know, really, is, if we look here, at hold on, this is how bad Adam Humphreys is. All right, if you click on his player card on the Roto Grinders thing, the headline, the DFS alert is Deshaun Jackson active today, and it was from December twenty third of last year. That's how bad Adam Humphreys is. <laughs> he hasn't had a freaking alert in ten and a half months. Um, any interest in Derrick Henry? If you're playing the Tennessee Titans defense, do you, do you like that combo at all? We like to pair running backs with. Um, I just I'm not a huge Derrick Henry fan. Nah, and I think the Bills run defense is a little underrated too. Like I, I think they're a better run defense than other people do. So I'm like I mean, no. No, I have no idea. this game's gonna end up like fourteen to seven and just be a snoozer. Like if if this game shows up on red zone a lot, I'm screwed this week because I don't think I'm gonna have many shares at all. Yeah, just to recap it, we like the defenses. I don't hate John Brown as a large field tournament play because he's a guy that can win you a tournament. Um, I don't hate the idea of playing Derrick Henry with the defense, but probably not something I'm going to do a lot of. Chicago Bears, Oakland Raiders, 40-and-a-half total. Chicago favored by five. Um, Trubisky not going to play is what it sounds like. He's doubtful at this point. Um, Chase Daniel, he's not terrible. Um, I mean, I think that's when, the, not, when you compare him to high school quarterbacks, you're right. He's not terrible. Listen, we, we can talk smack about Rosen and, you know, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not going to talk too much smack about Chase Daniel. He's been a good backup in the NFL for what, five, six years now? <laughs> I love that. Like, that's your line of demarcation. Like, I can talk crap about Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, but Chase Daniel is a bridge too far. <laughs> Listen, we can talk about Andy Dalton. Like, like, Chase Daniel's been a very serviceable backup quarterback and, I'm not playing him this week. Um, I will say, like... I like somebody a lot in this game. You like somebody a lot in this game? Yeah. Can I guess? Sure. Taylor Gabriel? No. Oh. That that, that would have been my guess. I love David Montgomery. I love the price. All right. I I can get behind that. I love the price tag on him. I like that his snap share is raising every single week. 21 carries last week. Also, Chase Daniel, a guy that is known to target running backs. Montgomery had five targets last week. David Montgomery, if you're out there playing season long, go trade for him. He's a league winner. By week eight or nine, he is going to be the workhorse back for the Chicago Bears. I love David Montgomery this week. It's going to be one of those weeks where this game is in London. Both teams flying to London. The, you know, those t- games tend to be sloppy. The tackling tends to be sloppy. And who does that benefit? It benefits the stud running back on the Chicago Bears. And you, I think he's got a high floor with the targets. I think he's going to see a ton of touches. I love David Montgomery. And if our projected ownership is right on him, let's just say I'm going to be way ahead of the field. Yeah, I don't even hate, like, a Tariq Cohen either. Um, same same reasoning. But, like, I want Mike Davis to be inactive again. Like, that was the blessing in disguise Sunday morning for anybody that was watching the news and paying attention to inactives. It was a matchup against Minnesota. But we want to see that again. Like, leave Mike Davis in these states. Like, yeah. Here's a, here, I'm going to say, though, this is the problem with Tariq Cohen, okay, is that you're using a running back spot. And those things were valuable as hell. And Tree Cohen is barely a running back at this point. All he does is see targets. 
That's all he does. He is not, I mean, he has had a grand total of 13 rushing attempts this season while he has had 24 targets. The dude's a wide receiver. The dude is Cordero Patterson. He's going to get a few rushes every now and then. No, he's more talented than Cordero. But I'm not paying 4.8K for him when I can pay 5.2 for Montgomery. I think Montgomery's going to, he's going to crush it this week. Um, if we get news that Gabriel sits, you know, he's dealing with the concussion, like Wims got a lot of targets, uh, with Chase Daniels. I'm guessing they've worked together a lot in the preseason and stuff. Is this a spot that he's 3,500? He's probably going to be like 3% owned. Do you take some shots here in like the Millie maker or something? Probably not. I honestly, I don't see anybody in this game. I like besides Montgomery. I mean, I guess you can, but what's actually the upside with Javon Wims? He's thirty five hundred. What 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 like what do you need? Like one I, touchdown and you're there. It, I mean, but what is what's there? Like I and I know this is a Tony and who joke with me about this on Sunday morning. If I can't see a guy getting to fifteen points, I can't play him. Yeah, like, I, I think, think he could get to fifteen points. I he, see he would have to find a touch. Like he has to find a touchdown. But like if we look at last week, it was one week sample. Gabriel obviously didn't have like that injury happened really early. Wims had five targets. If I'm getting three catches, one of those is a touchdown. Like, I think he could get the 15, but I'm with you. I like the 15 number. I think that's a really solid number, um, any price point. But I would, you know, your argument for, like, Cohen, like, the argument for Wims is there as well. It's a cheap wide receiver. You know, we got to see what happens here, uh, obviously. But I think that there's a relationship with Chase Daniel and Wims, too. I think they've worked together a lot, um, being backup guys. See, and I, I, I know logically that should be a thing. I don't buy into that as much as other people do just because the dude still has to get open at the NFL level. And I'm oh, not I, sure Javon Wims is that guy. Um, you know, and we look at the Raiders side. I'm not picking on the Bears defense right now. Are you? <laughs> I, I still think, like, the Bears defense is one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, like, uh, I, was, I was just wrong there. I thought they, they were going to take a step back, and I was just – dead wrong i mean i suppose you could play waller the baller like he's 5k and gonna see a million targets so that's always interesting to me like honestly what is the difference at this point between darren waller and evan Evan ingram um this week it could be a a massive difference because the gazelle might not play and jj nelson is hurt like like waller might get 20 targets where (laughs) like Ingram is just like Ingram has some pieces around him. Like if Tyrell Williams and JJ Nelson sit, like how do you not play Waller here? Yeah. And the thing is like the ownership's going to be really close. So while I said that I only had interest in one piece from this game, now that I'm looking at it, I have interest in two pieces. The matchup, obviously not good, but dudes might get 15 targets. Like I, I don't care who the hell they're playing. If you give me a guy with 15 targets and 5K is not a prohibitive price tag on a slate where not a lot of tight ends to fall in love with, yeah, I'm going to like Waller. And you have to also think about, like, there's a really good probability that Oakland's playing from behind in this game. So, yep. And if they're not, Waller's probably one of the reasons why. So, Does Waller have any game? family in London? We can, do we have a friends and family game maybe? Oh, I am not Alan. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I like the Waller. I love the David Montgomery take. I hadn't really thought about him too much. Um, I he's love probably, that he's probably my favorite tournament play on the slate, honestly. We haven't got to mine yet, so all right. Um, it's actually coming from this next game. We got Tampa Bay at New Orleans, uh, 47 and a half total here. New Orleans favored by three in this game. Uh, what do you like here for Tampa? 
I like the under. <laughs> how's, how's that? We're way different on this one. I, I know because you just said I love this game or I love my favorite tournament play, and I, I mean, I guess Chris Godwin. That's that's really the only piece I'm looking at. Mike Evans, I think Eric, he's, he's the best play on the slate. Chris Godwin is? Yes. Yeah, Mike like Evans is going to get shadowed by yeah. Lattimore. A.J. Williams is the worst slot corner in football. Wait, you're, not, af- af- you're not afraid of O.J. Howard stealing targets? Am I afraid? Yes. But, like, Bobo <laughs> Wilson is the third wide receiver, Crane. Bobo <laughs> Wilson. Like, play O.J. Howard. That's fine. Like, but I was like, just kidding. I, I'm out on O.J. Howard. I'm done. My- I, Chris Godwin, I know he's coming off a monster game. How many people are going to go back to the well with him still kind of banged up? Like, I, th- I think a lot, but I also think he's still in play. Like, who, if he, guy's a good play, I don't care if other people are going to play him. I'm not just going to not play a good play because other people know he's a good play. Chris Godwin's a good play in this game. I think that Jameis Winston's in play again. Like, I'm not a Jameis Winston fan, but when we look at the Saints, they're allowing the most fantasy points per game to the quarterbacks, and they've absolutely crushed running backs. This is too defenses that have been strong against running backs. I think we're going to see a lot of passing in this game. And I think it's going to be Winston to Godwin. I think I, lo- I like that combo a lot. And the best thing about it, there's a bunch of different ways to run it back on New Orleans. And Oh, see, now this I don't understand. I, I want – unless you're playing Kamara, I want nobody on the Saints. Like Teddy Bridgewater – I can throw the ball farther than Teddy Bridgewater can. Like, that's why it's perfect for Kamara and um, Jared Cook. I mean, that's fine, except for the Tampa beef defense is kind of legit. Those linebackers are legit. I want nothing to do with Jared Cook. Like, See, I'm not letting anybody talk me off Jared Cook this week, but I respect right. your opinion a ton. Like, he's just a guy that, like, the targets have been going in the right direction with Bridgewater at quarterback. He has eight this catches team, this year. I don't care. My, my earphones, yes. I unplugged them. He has fewer than 100 yards on the season. He That's, has he has going to exactly, double everything this weekend. Perfect. Well, good. Does that mean he's going to have two red zone targets because he only has one <laughs> this season? Yes, <laughs> two red zone, a I touchdown. Just, I am poo pooing all over your Jared Cook love. That's fine. Like I, the Winston, Winston, Godwin, Cook. Kamara, if if you're watching football and that's going off, like you know, I'm I'm smiling somewhere. So, um, but I won't I won't tweet it at you because I know you hate that. Um, <laughs> I know that's your... and, and you're a rookie, like you muted your mic and you didn't unmute it because you were coughing. And no, like... sorry, I said I said I still have Jock Jams muted. Like, <laughs> like I, it was like years, like two years ago, I think you were like tweeting Jock Jams, and I faded. He went on a stretch, like let, yeah. let's be realistic. You went on a stretch where he made me like thirty or forty grand in like a seven day period, though. Yeah, so like. And I'm fading him every day. And all I see is just I've got, like, all this money in play. And I just see jock jams. And I just want to stab the dude in the face. And so I, I, have, I have jock jams and I have hashtag jock jams muted. And, and I only know this, right? I only know this because yesterday I was at my dad's house. And I was showing him. He goes, I love blocking and muting accounts. Like, I, I, I guess it's just his new thing. And I go, you know, you can block and mute words, right? And he was like floored, right? And I'm like showing him. So I'm showing him all the words that I have muted. And Jock Jams is definitely still muted on my Twitter. And I, I feel like I don't see a reason to change that. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually didn't use it a lot this year, even though he had an awesome season. So. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Patriots and Redskins, 42 and a half total. New England's favored by 15 in this game. Um, I think the biggest 
the biggest question mark of the weekend for me in, in general is like we have a four point four touchdown total for New England. Ben Watson's coming off of you know his suspension. They haven't been using their tight end. Like, are they going to like is Tom Brady going to instantly get Ben Watson involved here? Is the biggest question mark for me. You could have given me fifteen guesses on where you were heading with that. You said they have a four <laughs> touchdown. The total. And I'm like, all right, we're about to talk Josh Gordon. Might talk a little Sony Michelle. And you go just right to the bottom of the barrel with Ben Watson. You don't yeah, want to I talk love about cheap plays. You know that. You don't want to talk about Steven Guskowski going on the the IR. Like no. He's done. I want to no. talk about Ben Watson at 3,700 on a week where on the main slate on other sites, we don't have Kelsey. All right. Well, now I'm taking my headphones off. I, I, no, get, what you're... I, I get it. Like, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen here with Ben Watson, right? Like, it's as easy as that. But, like, if um, a Brady he's going to be active. If they a Brady Ben Watson combo wins the Millie Maker, like, I might just quit. Like, if that's the winner, <laughs> it might just might be time for me to hang it up. Oh, I was crushed like, best balls this week. I have like 60% <laughs> Ben Watson and best balls. I hate talking best balls. That's how much OJ Howard I have. So let's just stop talking best balls. Oh, that's, that's things. But like, <laughs> don't like worry. Patriots, don't like, worry. I have like 40% Hunter Henry on my other team. So things are really looking. <laughs> so Eric, when we're looking at this game as a whole here, like Washington's terrible. Their defense is terrible. How do we even think about attacking them? Because it, Honestly, New England has not been able to run the ball successfully all this season. Yeah, Sonny Michelle's just like he's a jag, man. He's just a guy. Like it's I don't know. I hate these Patriot games. I hate them. I wish Me they too. were on the late slate. Like, you know, maybe it'll be Michelle, maybe it'll be White. The thing is though, what we've been saying is that nobody's really crushing it. We had Burkhead a couple weeks ago, but that was after uh, James White had been ruled out. Like, they're all healthy. I mean, Josh Gordon, I think, is my favorite play. I think you can absolutely play Philip Dorsett, though I wish he was cheaper. Um, but Josh Gordon, he's going to see a lot of Josh Norman on the outside, and that's obviously a matchup he can win. You know, Noodle Arm Brady, I'm not sure he can throw it that far to Josh Gordon, but, hey, maybe it works out. You know, maybe – I don't know. Something stupid always happens with the Patriots. Is James Devlin in the lineup? Is, no, it was Bolden last week. He, had, he was on the field for five snaps Bolden. and scored a touchdown, remember? Yeah, of like, course. This whole thing is just dumb. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry. I, if Burkhead continues to be banged up with White, I think White is a really good wide receiver for 5K. Like, he's going to get plenty of targets. I, I think he's better play over there on Fantasy Draft where you can use him more as, like, a flex play. You know, his price range, I feel like, he's better than some of the wide receivers in that price range. So like if I'm using him as a flex play, um, I, I think he's very much in play there. So I don't hate James White. I I'm going to have exposure to Ben Watson. I hope I'm ahead of the field on this and I hope I'm just, oh, I bet you guessing. will be ahead of the field. Don't worry. Listen, I'm hoping I'm just guessing right. Okay. Like we don't know what's going to happen with the Patriots, but like if Ben that's Watson that's scores a touchdown, week, like every week we're just like, yeah, we're hoping we're guessing. Right. Yeah, like that, that's that's because Bill Belichick is that good. I, and I hate as a Dolphins fan, it pains me to say that, but like we have to respect the talent of Bill Belichick. Um, Washington, again, I have not talked to you much. Your McCollin call week one, kudos to you, patting you on the back. Um, that was an amazing call. He's been great when he's been healthy. We don't even know who's going to start at quarterback this week. Just, and, just, just here, I'm going to make this real easy. 
don't play, play the Pats else. defense. Should, yeah, play the <laughs> Pats defense. That should be your all. The only exposure to the Washington Redskins should be playing the Pats defense. Like, there is just no reason. Terry McLaurin is going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Like, if he plays. If not, Stephon Gilmore. Like, honest question. Stephon Gilmore, one of the best corners in football. If he had to shadow Paul Richardson with one hand tied behind his back. He'd win. I, that's what I, that's how I feel too. Like he still may get an interception somehow. Like it's just, there's no reason. Did you see Jay Gruden's interview earlier today where they asked him what his plan was at quarterback? Did you hear what he said? No. He said, I don't have a plan. <laughs> Jay Gruden was in a walking boot and McCoy played some at practice today. No, McCoy. Yeah, no, it's going to be McCoy or, uh, Dwayne Haskins. So, uh, yeah, go if Patriots. It's Haskins, defense. I might play the Patriots defense on every lineup. You, or Colt McCoy. They both suck. Like, Colt McCoy, he's still living off what he did at Texas and saving that one dude from drowning. Like, that's all Colt McCoy has ever been good for. It so, sure, sure as hell hasn't been as a pro football player. So, anything whatsoever on Washington? No. No. I'm, I, the fact that they're going to have a combined 5% ownership probably really makes me appreciate people paying, you know, like a third of the rig. Unless you're paying on fantasy draft where you're not paying any rig. Oh, man, I am such a sucker for Chris Thompson. I can't lie. Dude, stop like, it. No, and I, I, I'm not – I'm probably not even going to play him in this spot. Like, that's how much I like the Patriots in this game. It, and- it's weird. Like, Chris Thompson, is there anybody that has – more guys after not doing anything like it used to be Michael Gallup and then he went off in week one now it's Chris Thompson where like everybody like he's everybody's guy have you noticed that every freaking show I do people are like man yeah I like Chris Thompson I like what that guy can do and he's never eclipsed 15 he hasn't eclipsed 15 points yet this year um but to whole, play devil's advocate like he's scored double digits every week and he's yet to score touchdowns so like all right if, that's fine i I'm not playing Chris Thompson. Like it's no, and like I said, like this is a this is a week. I I think there's plenty of different plays this week, and I probably won't end up playing him. But if I was going to play anybody from Washington, outside of maybe the kicker, because can't play kickers anymore, um, Thompson would probably be the guy that I'd play. Just knowing that yeah. the Patriots are going to be up by three touchdowns by halftime in this game. So. Time to get ready for that uh, Vernon Davis 80-yard touchdown. He's banged up too. He might not play. Like it might oh. be sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle season. Oh boy. Oh, Arizona Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals, 47 and a half total here. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half. Um, quite possibly easily the the chalkiest game on the slate, in my opinion. Um, a lot of people talking about this game. It's not sneaky. If you say it's sneaky, you're wrong. Um <laughs> Arizona Cardinals side. David Johnson's an excellent play. Let's just start right there. Like, there's no reason to get into, oh, he's going to be low-owned. He's he's a sneaky play. He's a phenomenal play, but he's going to be one of the most popular plays on the slate. Cincinnati, just – we watched it. We just witnessed how bad this run defense is. And, like, DJ is involved in every aspect of this offense. Like, he's he's a great play. He's a cash game play. He's everything. He, he's your guy this week, in my opinion. Yeah, plus no Christian Kirk for Arizona this week. Um, no, of course, DJ is a great play. Like it's there. There's nothing more to say. Like he's just a really good play. I think the interesting part on Arizona is what do we do with these other pieces? Because we have no clue who's going to play opposite Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to run three wide. We have no clue. Is it going to be Keyshawn Johnson? I kind of think that's who it's going to be. But can you play him? I don't know. Trent Sherfield. They do. They hate Andy Isabella. 
Like, this is how much they hated Andy Isabella. He was listed as Kirk's backup, and then as soon as Kirk got hurt, they wouldn't sign Pharaoh Cooper, and they said that Pharaoh Cooper's going to start. Like, they hate Andy Isabella. And, like, if you're a basketball Andy Isabella owner, I'm sorry because you're pretty screwed at this point. But it feels like this is one of those spots where with the chief guys like Keyshawn Johnson, Trent Shorefield, even I'm going to have a hair of Isabella too, but I feel like you just kind of have to throw some darts, but you're just guessing. I think one of them might get there, especially in PPR. One of these guys are going to see 12 or 13 targets. It happens every week to like three of these guys. I, but I'd be lying to you if I said I knew who it was. My money's on Keyshawn Johnson, but I say that with almost no confidence. Yeah. Like this is one of my favorite game stacks because like, you could play Murray, you can play DJ, and you could play whether it be Fitz, Keyshawn, Sherfield, Isabella. Like you could play three pieces from this game and like they're not they're not like overly expensive to get a game stack going here. And then like you go to the Cincy side of things and like Auden Tate is everybody's value play this week. Again, he's not sneaky, like he's what, going to be very what, popular. The, and what's the upside on Auden Tate? I think the upside on Auden Tate is higher than a lot of the guys in this price range. You, you um, know he is as fast as you and I are, right? Yeah, but he's big, dude. Like, he's a guy that is really interesting on, like, a fan duel. Like, if, if, if Cincinnati is able to move the ball at all because they're terrible, he's a guy that's very dangerous in the red zone. Um, and so is Eifert. So, like, if you don't want to play tight, Tate, you could play Eifert. Um, you look like, at it. I like Joe Mixon. I like Mixon too. Like it's Mixon's a guy that's going to be involved in every aspect of this game as well. He's a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. They're going to run the ball if they're down in the fourth quarter by 15 points or whatever, because obviously that's what they like to do. Um, how popular do you think Eifert's going to be? Everybody knows Arizona stinks against tight ends. Yeah, but people also know that Eifert stinks. Um, this is – Honestly, like I like Eifert this week and Arizona against tight ends. It might not be a real thing. It might be one of those variance things, but when your wide receivers are Tyler Boyd and then a bunch of dudes who should be playing in the AAF, like you have to have some interest in Tyler Eifert. He's running passing routes on 75% of his snaps. Like he's not being in there to block. He's only playing like 45% of snaps, but Eifert's just one of those guys that if they get down there and they're throwing, it's going to be Eifert. And like, I don't want to like Eifert, but it's really difficult not to. And the reason that we play a lot of players against Arizona is they just play so fast. So you get so many offensive plays on the other side of the, the ball too. So yeah, I'm, I mean, Tyler, I'm all, I'm all, all about playing Cincinnati this week. Yeah, I'm, yeah, of course. it's They're perfectly fine. I can't argue against it. Um, but I'm, all, I'm not playing Auden Tate, man. Like, I'm not playing Alex Erickson. Like, I'm mixing Boyd Eifert. That is the, that's the tree for me. And I don't think I need to run it back with anybody in Arizona because outside of David Johnson, I don't feel good about anybody in Arizona. Maybe we're supposed to play Fitz. You know, we talked about, you know, we, we should here, play Fitz. Yeah. That, I mean, look, we sat here and we discussed, Oh, David Johnson's a great play. Which other wide receiver should we play? Oh, no, let's move on to Cincinnati. We talked about Auden Tate and Tyler Eifert and Trent Sherfield and barely talked about Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm seeing Larry Fitzgerald project at 24% ownership. And maybe that's what happens, but I think it's awfully easy to gloss over him in a spot where when he's surrounded by a ton of question marks, he is the sure thing on this team. 
yeah, like uh, obviously like Kirk has more target share than him on the season. So like Kirk being out, where's it going to go? It's going to go to DJ Fitz and whoever they end up wide receiver being. I love Fitz. Um, I guess we did kind of glance over it. Yeah, but he's, he's a, only 6K too. Like he's a cash game play. Like, you can, can play, play DJ and Fitz in cash. I'm probably going to end up doing yeah. that. Um, all right, moving on. We got the Jets at Philly. Uh, we don't know who's playing quarterback right now yet for the Jets. It's going to be Falk or Sam Darnot. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, 44 total. Philly's big-time favorite in this game. Um, is there anything on the Jets that you like here? I think Robbie Anderson's interesting. You know, I, I always like good play receivers against the Eagles, and I think Robbie Anderson obviously fits that mold. Um, he's cheap enough at 4.5K. You know, I mentioned that. You know, these guys like Auden Tate, there's just no upside. Obviously, there is a lot of upside with somebody like Robbie Anderson. I think he's interesting here. Do I love him? No. Do I think this could end up being a 31 to nothing blowout? Absolutely. But here, what what do you think about this narrative, right? Sam Darnold comes back, but maybe he says, I'm still not feeling great. Maybe the Eagles defense don't want to touch him because they don't want to get sick too. So oh, Sam Darnold has a big game. Yep. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh, I will say this: if Sam <laughs> if Sam Darnold plays, I like Crowder as well. Um, they they had a um a, a broship. Like I'm surprised Crowder didn't have mono as well. Um, <laughs> he 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 targeted him seven. We know how much Sam Darnold likes the slot. He had 17 targets in week one, and like we haven't really talked about him since then. But like if if Sam Darnold Darnold plays, I think Crowder is very much in play. I like the Robbie Anderson call. Philly's allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They, every, they every cannot year. cover anybody right now. It's unbelievable that people are just now getting around to it because, like, this is a spot I've been attacking for two and a half years. And it seems that this season people are finally starting to realize that, hey, wait, the Philly secondary is awful. And, like, I, 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 I'm disappointed that people have come around because I was really enjoying that edge. But, uh, hey, it's 2019. Edges are smaller. <laughs> but the problem is with – now, you go on the other side. Who the you-know-what do we play on Philly? Like, he's right – you know, it's – I don't play – when there are three running backs, that means there are zero that are viable. Jordan Howard had the big game last week. Miles Sanders – I know Jordan Howard had three touchdowns last week. Miles Sanders looked like the best running back on the field, and I don't even think it looked close. I don't know if they use this to get him more involved, but I'm, I'm definitely not playing Jordan Howard. Definitely not. I like, I like these running backs. I like both of them. I like Sanders and Howard on a Yahoo and FanDuel. Half-point PPR, touchdown-dependent. I don't want to play these guys where, like, if just for instance, like Jordan Howard, 5,100. I will take Philip Lindsay 10 out of 10 times. We haven't got to him yet. I love Philip Lindsay. We're going to talk about him in the next game. I'm going to take the pass catching back that's still getting the rushes over the guy that's just going to get carries. And I, I don't think Jordan Howard's a bad play. I think he's going to get work here. But – Play them on FanDuel and Yahoo. Play them on touchdown-dependent sites. I like Sanders more. I'm with you. Um, I think he was much better. I had a ton of Jordan Howard on the showdown slate last week. So, oh, wow. Nice. Was, yeah. When, so, when I when I, uh, when I saw how he did, I was glad I did. I skipped the showdown slate because I always, like, I don't think I played Jordan Howard in, like, three years. So, I was really glad I decided not to play the showdown slate. He I was, was – He was um, – Grant, Jeannie for um, – he was our, like – our showdown special play of the week. Like, okay. It was just one of those – it was this thing that just kind of – if you're going to play somebody who's really cheap. So, But, again, I like Sanders. I agree with you. Sanders looked way better. I never hate playing Alshon Jeffrey on touchdown-dependent sites. Um, but this just doesn't seem like the best week to go super heavy on Philly. I think that 
they're just more of like Fanduel plays. Like I want touchdowns, Ertz, all these guys. Like I, I want the touchdowns here. I like Alshon this week. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's really, a good spot. DJ's not going to play. I don't really understand why he's going to be low owned either. I mean, this is a team with a four touchdown total, and nobody except for Ertz is going to be more than four percent. That's what I'm saying. You know, even Carson Wentz at eight percent. I'm I'm not really a Wentz guy. But I could absolutely see myself playing Wentz and Alshon together here. No, I love it because, like, where you attack the Jets is the outside. Like, um, Brian Poole is one of the best slot corners in football, so you don't want to play, like, Nelson Aguilar here. Like, this is a really bad spot for him. So, like, playing a Jeffrey or playing, like, a Mac Hollins um, as tournament flyers, like, those would be where I would attack Philly if you're not playing, like, the running back game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's – I don't usually play the Seagulls offense either. You know, I kind of usually ignore it because there are usually a lot of mouths to feed, but no D-Jax. I, I could easily see a wins to Alshon Jeffrey just going off for 60 combined points. That wouldn't shock me. Again, uh, on DraftKings or Fandle, we don't have um, Kelsey. So, like, Ertz is a high-end tight end. Like, I, I like the high-end tight ends, especially when I have wide receiver value like we do this week. So, All right. Um, all right, moving on to the four o'clock games. Uh, Denver at LA taking on the Chargers here. 44 and a half total. Chargers favored by six and a half in this game. Um, I kind of already said it. Like, you know, on the Denver side, I really like Philip Lindsay. Like, he's a guy that seems like he's underpriced still. Um, and he's a guy that is, you know, we talk about running backs with wide receiver potential. Like, there's not a reason not to like Philip Lindsay when he's underpriced. Yeah, you know, I. I, th- I feel like I've missed the boat on Lindsay, And, you know, he is the definition of a tournament play. Look at his game logs this year. Oh, yeah. 8, 8, 27, 6. Like, you're never going to feel good about Philip Lindsay, But, again, this is just one of those guys that, you know, maybe not every week you need exposure to, but they should be playing from behind here. He's the pass-catching running back in this offense. I, I have no – I'm not going to argue with you on Philip Lindsay. Well, and you got to remember, like, this, uh, the DVOA, again, very early in the season. But even if we look back to last year, the Chargers have really struggled with pass catching backs. And Royce Freeman has been a guy that has been very heavily involved in the passing game as well. Like, I think both these running backs have merit and an upside. Like, you're going to need some catches. But I, I – where do, you, where do you attack the passing game here? Like, I, I think that Joe Flacco is not obviously great. We know Casey Hayward is probably going to shadow Cortland Sutton, um, maybe like Manny Sanders, but like I don't. I don't think I'm not playing any of these guys. I'm not. I'm I. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm considering these guys. I'm just not going to do it. No, and I, I feel like that's a, a good way to approach it. Um, I like Cortland Sutton in general. I think he's really talented, but this is not the spot. Casey Hayward's really, really good. Yes, um, I agree. Now the Chargers side is interesting. It is because Mike Williams is banged up. He's he's very questionable still. Inman is out for the season. Benjamin is banged up. So Keenan Allen, 40% target share, very, very likely. Um, Jackson's doubtful. He's likely not going to play with the calf injury. They want to work Melvin Gordon in this week, but I still feel like I, I honestly, I think it's going to be like a 65-35 share to Eckler still. And I think if it gets more, it's still Eckler that's getting the work. It would be great if these guys were cheap. But at 6.7K and 7K, I don't think – I'm never paying that price tag for a guy in a timeshare. And even if it's 65% of snaps, like I'm not 
I, I'm supposed to like somebody on the Chargers, and I guess Keenan Allen's fine, but like I, I see a team here with a high team total, and I'm just I'm not that excited to play any of them. I'm really not, especially with the wide. You know, I mean, maybe if somehow Mike Williams misses and Travis Benjamin starts, that would be a 3K crapper that I would consider just because he's got that big play upside. But, I mean, by and large, like, I just don't – I don't like this as much as I'm probably supposed to. And, like, I, I agree with you. Like, it, it's – I'm struggling to find where I should be liking this game. Like, mm-hmm. I hate games like that, too. You know, like, yeah. you're like, I'm supposed to like this spot. I just don't. Like, it always feels wrong. You know what I mean? And I guess, like, we kind of buried the lead. Keenan Allen is a phenomenal play every week. Yes. Like, like that. that's – there's no timeshare in wide receiver when, when everybody's hurt and like, he's just, he's a stud. So I, I just don't want to make sure we, like he has a 33% target share. I, I don't know if that's the highest, but I know it's up there. Um, so obviously that's a, that's a really good one. Let's move on though to a game that I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about this week. Yeah. Green Bay at Dallas. Obviously it sets up as a, a really solid game. We only have two, four o'clock games um, this week. You know, why Aaron Rodgers here. Um, why do they hate red zone? There's no way. We should have more, like, for, like there's no way this should be the case. You don't even have to watch red zone for the 4 o'clock like, games. You can't, you can't put the London game on at 4 o'clock. Like, you, you know, I mean, hell, they're not coming to the game anyways. You can't put Washington on at 4 o'clock. Nobody's going to that game. They don't care when that game is. <laughs> you can't put, like, The Saints know, game. Like, move that game to 4 o'clock. Yeah, they're all drunk until 5 a.m. anyways. They're not showing up for the 1 p.m. game. That's right. Um, so, yeah. doesn't sound like Devontae Adams is going to play. Scantling is going to be very, very popular for good reason. No reason not to play him here. Um, he's cheap. He's in a good spot. But I think this is a spot that, like, the running game is going to kind of go overlooked. We could potentially see, like, Jimmy Graham go overlooked. He's coming off of a nine-target game. He was very targeted once Adams got hurt. He doesn't um, look as robotic as he used to. He just—he's just not Jimmy Graham from the Saints days, and like we're just no, but he doesn't look like he's carrying around a sandbag anymore. Hey, he wants—I think he wants to play. Like I think this whole team, like I think the new coaching staff, and like I think like everybody. You look at the Packers; they just—they're a scary team this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you like here for Green Bay? This is another spot where I feel like I'm supposed to like more. You know, obviously MVS. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's got big play upside. I like him. Um, Allison is fine. You know, he's just kind of a guy. I'm never excited to roster Geronimo Allison, but I guess he's okay. This is a game where I – I don't know. I like the Zeke side, of course, and I love somebody else on the Cowboys, but I'm just – I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to like the screen base side more than I do. Well, if Williams ends up not playing with the concussion, like Jones is not going to come off the field. So like he's That's true. He's a guy that you have to kind of consider, you know, he's Adams true. targets are going somewhere. I feel like this is a week that like Jimmy Graham could really have a monster week. Yeah. It it wouldn't shock me at all in Jimmy. I think that's a really sharp call. Like it would not shock me whatsoever if Jimmy Graham saw had another 7 to 10 target game. Yeah. But, like, I think Scantling is the chalk. I don't think he's a bad play. And, like you said, with Allison, like, you never feel great about playing Geronimo Allison. But And, like, the matchup on paper is not even great. Like, yeah. the Dallas slot corner is good. Like, I'm going to have exposure to him just because it's Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball and, like, Aaron Rodgers is that good. But 
you know, and on the Dallas side, you already kind of mentioned Zeke. Um, I, I will say, like, I think the, the Green Bay defense has been really, really good this year. They've definitely improved, but they've been really bad against the run. So, yeah, you know, it was uh, just to, you know, kind of – I said this earlier, but when I was doing my show with Reeves tonight, he made a really good point where they basically come out and said, go ahead and run on us. You're not going to throw the ball on us. So go ahead and run on us. And um, that means Zeke is a really great play. Like, it's it's going to be really tough, I think, to win without one of those top running backs because Zeke, Dalvin, and uh, David Johnson are all just phenomenal spots. McCaffrey, too. I forgot about Chris McCaffrey. He's McCaffrey doesn't matter. He's matchup proof. But, yeah. like, is this a spot that Dak is interesting just because we might no. see him run the ball more? No. No? No no, no Dak? No, no Dak. I'm not going to go. And, you know, I, I think Michael Gallup is interesting, but it's just the tournament dart. It's, and it's kind of like he's way too expensive, so why should you play him? But he's got that upside and nobody's going to play him, so why not play him? Um it just as you know, he's a tournament dart, but I'm not Dak. Like I don't, I can't pay six K for Dak when I think that you know Atlanta Houston game is going to be a shootout and Matt Ryan is cheaper. I can't pay six K for Dak when who's the other guy? There's somebody else. When like I can pay sixty one hundred for Carson Wentz. Like I just this is a Zeke game. Like this is just a freaking Ezekiel Elliott game. I don't know if you watched um, the Saints game with Dallas. I I was crying like. Dak missed Randall Cobb on that open touchdown, and I had so much exposure to Randall Cobb last week. Like, that was the most heartbreaking miss throw so far this season. But Randall Cobb going up against his old team, if you like narratives. Um, I, don't, I don't like all narratives. No. So, <laughs> I will say that he's always kind of interesting just because he's a slot corner. I'm a sucker for slot corners, too, on PPR sites, but there's probably a good chance that I don't play Cobb a ton here. But I will say – Jazir Alexander is a really good corner, and he's likely going to shadow Cooper. So. Yeah, Jair Alexander is the top five cornerback in this league, and if you've watched him play, you can look at the numbers all you want. If you've watched him play, you know that. Amari Cooper, one of the most cornerback-sensitive wide receivers out there. The last time I said that, he went up against Xavier Howard and absolutely torched him. The problem is everybody on the Dolphins has quit, so I'm not even going to worry about that. Jair Alexander is going to shadow Amari Cooper here, and I have no interest whatsoever in Amari Cooper. CSU, if you're listening, I'm sorry. All right, uh, to finish it off here, we'll talk about the Monday Night Football game on the podcast on Friday. Let's finish it up here with the Colts and the Chiefs. This game is on the Fantasy Draft main slate and on the Yahoo main slate, if I remember correctly. Uh, Obviously, if you're playing on Fantasy Draft and you're playing on Yahoo – don't fade this game because you can't play it on FanDuel and DraftKings because it has a 57 total. It's the only I, game with it. total by a mile. Yeah. And, and like the fireworks here, um, the Colts side of things, we, I really want T.Y. Hilton to play this game. Um, I think to. that people are going to be afraid to play T.Y. after missing last week's game and the injuries. Maybe they're not, but – it's not I, like T.Y. Hilton's cheap. He's kind of expensive on fantasy draft. Please play. Get that quad healthy and play here, please. Here's the problem. The coach came out and said today that it was kind of – he was really iffy, and then he also said that the fact that they have a week six bye does factor into his decision. <laughs> and when I heard that, I was like, well, crap. I don't think we're going to get any T.Y. Hilton. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I get to play Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron because <laughs> – Chester Rogers, Pascal, Kane, Campbell, they all got a ton of targets. Like they're facing they're facing the Chiefs. 
Their Marlon Mack is banged up. T.Y. Hilton is banged up. Brissett's been decent. I'll play any of these pass catchers on fantasy draft because they're all under 10K if Hilton doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, Paris Campbell's got the most upside, but, I mean, I I would really struggle to feel good about playing any of these guys. And that's the one of the problems, too, fantasy draft, of course, no late swap. And you're – you're probably not going to have news on this by, you know, by the end, by game time. So on fantasy draft, I think T.Y. Hilton, honestly, like I like him and all. I don't think it's a risk worth taking. If he was cheaper, like if on fantasy draft he was 10K as opposed to 12.9, I think he would be a risk worth taking. But at this price tag, there are just other guys you can play. I mean, you can play Juju for cheaper. You can play – hold on, I'm just, kinda, I'm just scrolling through these guys really quickly. But there are a number of guys you can Michael play. Michael Thomas is cheaper. Yeah, like um, yeah, you can't yeah. play T.Y. Hilton and risk taking a zero for that price tag. Can't yeah, do it. Fitz, Jeffrey, a bunch of guys that we talked yeah, about are cheaper. Yeah, there's just no way. Yeah. Sorry, I I and I wanted T.Y. Hilton to play too. No, like if he's if we get news he's going to play, I will have shares. If if it's yeah, questionable, course. yeah, like um, the Chiefs. Who do you not play? Like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I probably won't play any of the running backs. Yeah, hey, I'm with you on that. Like Damian Williams is. I think he returned back to yeah, practice. Damian Williams so. practice today. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday, so they're back to a three-headed monster. And when there are three guys, you can play zero of them. So. I'm fading them. Of course, you play Sammy Watkins. You know, this is probably going to be the last week where you can play Miko Hardman and or Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill. I think he's coming back next week. Um, yeah, of course, you can play Watkins. Like, I'm good. I guess I'm just going to keep lighting money on fire with Sammy Watkins. He was my highest owned wide receiver week one, which I felt great about. He's also been my highest owned receiver weeks two, three, and four. And that has not been. <laughs> so. You know, like I'm just at this point, why the hell not? Like, let's just keep firing Sammy Watkins. And, you know, the, one of the problems is, though, this Colts defense is designed to limit the big play. And obviously, when that's what a defense is designed to do, not great for Sammy Watkins, Michael Hardman, or whatever. Now, these guys have world class speed. I'm not that concerned about it. But Travis Kelsey's the play here. On yep. fantasy draft, Travis Kelsey is by a mile the best tight end play again the Colts like to keep things underneath they don't want to get burned deep Kelsey's going to be open enough to where I have no problems with there if I was playing on fantasy draft and this price tag at 12-1 is cheap that is cheap for Travis Kelsey like I don't know if I would lock button him but no joke I would probably go about 70 to 80 percent of Kelsey on fantasy draft yeah and like you you everything that I was gonna say you said um so I don't really have to get into it much I'm, I'm here for you buddy they're allowing the third most fantasy points to tight ends because of the design of the defense. Uh, 20th, mo- 20th most to like wide receivers. So they, they've limited the damage to wide receivers a lot this season. Um, using the DraftKings main slate, we're going to play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um, give me a running back for over 100 rushing yards, eliminating the top five guys. So All right. those guys you, I think guys. you know where I'm going, but I'm going right to David Montgomery here. I kind of figured that. Um, I like that one. Um, I really – I can eliminate decide. the top ten and I can do it. I think David Montgomery's pre- – hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. David Montgomery is running back 18. He's priced at running back 18 on this slate. So you've got to eliminate the top 15 guys. Sorry. Yeah, I probably could actually do that with Lindsay, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take Mark Ingram. I like this spot for Ingram. Okay. 
I like the spot for Fournette too, and they're both right there. Um, give me a wide receiver for over 100 or 100 receiving yards, not the top five guys. Not all right. See, I wasn't sure. You said it before the show, and I wasn't sure exactly how it went. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Oh, are we counting Devontae Adams in the top nope. five? Damn it. Can't count an injured guy. All right, so that means that Chris Godwin is not in play. No, you can't take Godwin. I, All right. I, he would have been my guy. I wouldn't have let yeah. you go first. You know, <laughs> I'll go with Tyler Boyd here. I think he gets a ton of targets. Um, you know, 6500 is a fair price tag for him, you know, with no, you know, no anybody there right now. I mean, it's just Tyler and John Ross is on the IR. It's Tyler Boyd. That's how they're going to move the football. In Arizona, you can beat them, well, pretty much anywhere without Patrick Peterson. So Boyd is the guy for me. The only other guy I considered here, by the way, actually two other guys, I considered Fitz and I considered Josh Gordon. Well, Fitz is my guy. So okay. I'm glad you considered him. He's the guy that I was going to pick. So I'm going to take him for over hundred. Really, really think he's a cash game play at his price. Um, knocking off the top five tight ends. Um, give me a tight end touchdown. Going to Tyler Eifert, baby. All right. I'm glad you didn't take my guy. I I know. You, can, you can have uh, Jimmy Graham. Yep, that's who I'm taking. I know, I, I know. I mean, the let's... love for Jimmy Graham is already starting, and the the I hate myself um, already is going to start as well. Well, I wasn't sure if it was going to be Jimmy Graham or Ben Watson. I thought you might go to Ben Watson. <laughs> Listen, I hope Ben Watson scores a touchdown this week because I'll be very happy. Um, <laughs> give me a guy under 5K in the flex uh, to score over 20 DraftKings points. All right, I, I have two guys here, but my official answer is Calvin Ridley. Um, if it's not Julio, it sure as hell is going to be Ridley. The other one that I was considering was Will Thrill Fuller, but much like Sammy Watkins, I'm sick of lighting money on fire with the guy. So I'm just going to go with Ridley. Man, Fuller, I don't even want to say it. Like he was so close to having a monster game again. Like uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay uh, again. Yeah. Like he's the ultimate tournament play. Um, when it comes to it's just boomer bust. I think that I think it's going to be Lindsey or Freeman that have a 20 point game. One of the oh. running backs from this game has a 20 point game. So, all right. Um, all right. Finish it off with a quarterback to throw for 300 yards. It's not the top five guys. I have two guys here that I'm considering. Wait, here, who do you want? I'm, I'm going to let you go first. All I'm going to say, I'm, I, I'll let you go first. It's fine. All I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers is underpriced this week. <laughs> I wonder who Stevie's going to take. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan here. You know, I mentioned that I like that whole game a lot. Uh, Matt Ryan's the guy I'm going to go with. The other guy is Andy Dalton. And honestly, I don't want to put any sort of reputation or juju out there for Andy Dalton. So I'm just going to stick with Matt Ryan, even though I think he's washed. Go figure. So I had three guys. It was Wentz, Rodgers, and Ryan. Okay. Um, I'll take Rodgers because never should Rodgers be the, what, seventh? quarterback on a slate without Patrick Mahomes on a slate because he's that good. So I'll take Rogers. And um, right. I like the Matt Ryan call. He's, he was one of the other guys. Like yeah. I'm going to be overweight on Aaron Rodgers. I did not realize he was this cheap. So here we go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just... Graham Aaron Rodgers combos crane. Here it comes. Oh boy. Hey, you can get those for really cheap, buddy. Yeah. So you're only going to be able to afford cheap stuff afterwards, but you can get that combo for really cheap. So what you're saying is I'm gonna I usually order Chipotle on Sundays. Um, so it's McDonald's Day. Do you have it like what, what's your normal Sunday routine? Like you like the game start, then you go grab food. That's what I do. No, so my my Sunday routine is it, it's a carryover because my my Sunday routine starts Saturday night doing NASCAR content, building mm -hmm. NASCAR teams, 
continuing to build football teams and probably getting like a one to two hour nap usually and then ordering Chipotle at eleven thirty right before All the right. game started as inactives come out. So yeah. See my, my normal is I wake up, you know, I'm in central time, so I wake up at seven, which is eight o'clock your time, and I work straight through at noon. And then as soon as the game starts, I run and get some quiznos, and then I come back and watch the games. Now, there you go. Um yeah. Chipotle delivers to my house and it's oh, what five minutes, so it's always what hot. It's always it's always hot to like Chipotle on Sundays. So I understand. I, I don't blame you there. They're delivering, man. That's that's good stuff right there. That Grubhub's no joke. No, it's like it's I think it's DoorDash, but anyway. We're gonna get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed the breakdown. I appreciate you jumping on. It's been a long time since we worked together. Um really hoping, no offense to you, that we'll have Will back next week. Um I, I can't wait for Will to be back. So yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get him back next week. If not, we'll 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 get another rotating guy and i think crane did a great job you can catch him all the time on xm he gets the morning wood show on sunday if you're what if you're if you're waking up and building lineups just play it in the background uh, you know comedy alone for when big t <laughs> and your uh, crane and hooper together is worth listening to so <laughs> We're going to get out of here. Hope everyone enjoyed. We'll be back tomorrow. If you have football questions, we'll answer football questions. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk the Monday night football game. We'll see you guys on Friday.